This is the Dennis Miller Option. Your source of opinions, stories, and laughs from comedian slash comedian Dennis Miller and his guy Friday Christian Blatt. So let's light that candle, Hiroshi. Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Miller. Hey, folks. Um, welcome to the uh, Dennis Miller Option. I don't quite know when this one's uh, happening, but I'm taping it on, what is today, Monday? Yes. Uh, happy Indigenous Peoples Day, Dennis. Happy one. Indigenous Peoples Day. I, I oh, saw that I on the we TV. We outsourced that holiday. Well, uh, we outsourced country. We outsourced Columbus Day, and uh, the the television oh, was I letting see. me know that it's not Columbus Day here in Los Angeles, anyway, and some other cities in the country. It's instead Indigenous Peoples Day. And what was Columbus's deal now? Rapist? Uh, yeah. I I, I th- now, see I, the joke I was going to make. It's just not worth it. Yeah, you can't age. tell it I, anymore. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so you all know. We were yeah. going to make a joke. Yeah. We live in... We uh, laughed. <laughs> uh, you could probably do uh, body humor more in Columbus's day than today. <laughs> the uh, Nina Lepinta <laughs> and the Santa Maria. But anyway, I think a chick greenlit that thing, didn't it? Queen Isabella? Yeah. Yeah, she was on board. Do you think there was a little waka 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 there? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you base. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how you play waka 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 on the lute, but uh, I'm sure that they had some equivalent. <laughs> so that's to that what too. the instrument was. The, the yeah, I, I'm fairly sure. I mean, I look. I worked at the Renaissance <laughs> Festival, so I feel like I can speak with some authority on this. <laughs> Don't look it up. Isn't the loot like minotaurs and shit? Don't I remember a Hercules cartoon where a little centaur half man <laughs> played the loot and uh, or no, that was Artie Shaw. Anyway, um, all right, we're gonna yeah. We're gonna so this is right now. The, we had spades on recently. I don't yeah, know when that's, people um, hear that next week. The geez, conversation was so funny. Yeah. And uh, no, could not could not get comfortable in his chair. He uh, sat up no, on his no. knees. He's got a, he's got a bad lower back. I, I guess so. So these are, these are not good chairs for him. No, it's the Olga Corbett of lumbar. He's, <laughs> it's always like he's working the the uh, the balance beam or something. <laughs> That's what, honest to God. We get the koi, and it's just so predictable. We'll go there for a dinner once in a while. The boys and Spade always gets there early and orders dishes so he can move it along because he doesn't like to get stuck somewhere. And then uh, at, at like 15-minute intervals, he'll get up and stretch his back and, um, you know, move and, and lean back, lean and get down. So it, it wasn't the chair. It was Dave could be sitting in, you know, the most perfectly uh, built Barcelona chair of all time. And I guarantee you he'd be completely ill at ease because he's got a lumbar pride. I don't quite know what happened there. I think he got hit from behind somewhere and uh, it was either a car or a sex act. Um, oh, so I guess, we're gonna I guess do- you can throw out your back trying to suck your own dick. Whoa. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Is this the little man? <laughs> I'm mad. Well, he's not here anymore, so now I can try and act like a big I shot. I used to do that joke, actually. Really? When I was a baby comedian. Oh, I must where- have stolen it from you then. I huh? apologize. No, no. Just the... Uh, I can remember the rhythm of it. Uh, hey, how many of you... Uh, you ever thought about buying a craftmatical adjustable bed just to see if you could blow yourself? <laughs> I do remember that. No, it's just saying. I do. Yeah. Christ, I can't believe it. And I, and I ordered like a Craftmatic that. adjustable bed that day. <laughs> well, it didn't quite compress enough. But it was you were in there with a shot. I remember being with uh, speaking of blowing yourself. I remember uh, 
It's the title of this episode. I remember being on the Sunset Strip one night outside the uh, Sunset Riot Hotel. The Hyatt up there next mm-hmm. to the store it used to be called the Sunset Riot because that's where every rock band stayed. It was Freak Central. And uh, Randy Quaid and I... And Randy was always the... I don't quite get what has happened there. That's so confusing. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, he was so funny. And Dennis was a wild man. Dennis was out with... uh, It's funny how they've crossed uh, uh, vectors because Dennis was just out in the Jerry Lee Lewis thing. Great Balls of Fire. He was was sort of leading the life. You know, he got immersed in the character. Nice guys, but he was the shit kicker. Randy was cool and funny. And uh, we were at a dinner, something. We were walking past the Sunset Hyatt, and uh, a porn actor named Ron Jeremy came up to us, who's famous for autofillating himself. (laughs) (laughs) If you can believe that, that this man is, uh, was, well, I don't have to go any further than that. And uh, I remember we were talking to him. He was very nice. He just said, hi, I'm Ron, big fan. Ba-ba-da-ba, ba-ba-da-ba, and, you know, thanks, Ron, thanks. Well, good to see you, good to see you. We each took one step the other way and both simultaneously looked at each other and go, he's blown himself. (laughs) It was like we said it like Patty and Kathy Duke. He's blown himself. Anyway, I don't know how we got to the Randy Quaid, but what were we talking about before that? Uh, well, I, I talked about – we talked about how uh, Spade was here. He wasn't comfortable, the lumbar, and then I talked about uh, trying to blow yourself and then – Oh, I, right, right. Yeah. That's how we got there. Yeah. Of course, folks, it yeah. only follows. Yeah. So we have no guests this time. Not this and, time. And right. uh, we can talk a little baseball. Uh, and by the way, I, uh, when will this air? Tomorrow? Yeah, so this will air on Tuesday. All right. So last night, i.e. two nights ago. Yeah. Um, Elon Musk set that freak show off. I'm in the backyard grilling over a fire pit. And I, I, are you hip to this? What yeah, happened? no, I did. I, people were talking about it, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm like, no, you can still see it. So I went outside the uh, the studio that I was at, and I was like, well, look at that. Well, I'm a little. I'm 90 miles north. I don't know if that changes the perspective. Uh, but what I saw when I turned over my shoulder, my daughter-in-law said, wow, what is that? And I looked over my shoulder, and for a second, you could, I, I wasn't hip to what was that he had sent something up. You couldn't be sure it wasn't a nuclear war. Because what happened is, I guess they shoot it up from Vandenberg, and then, like the shuttle, it disengages from whatever's launched it. And then that part heads off to the left. You can see it head, heading like downstream like they do on TV, and you think, oh, that must be whatever that is is going into deep space. But then there's a part left behind that is starting to pulse visibly, like with three lines, like when you're on your computer when it shows how much power you have. Um, you know, that the, the lines emanating out from the little dot? Sure. That's up in the right-hand part of the sky, pulsing out. Boom. That's where I thought, is this a nuclear weapon? Well, what is that? Because I had never seen that. It was sort of white pulses coming off something, and it was coming back to Earth. And uh, and um, I remember th- I had only one thought. I thought, I burnt the steak. Because <laughs> I was so worried that uh, it might have been the end of the world as we know it. I went right past medium. 
And uh, you got to oh, respect well. your meats in any situation, Dennis. Well, Come on. Listen, you should. But I was a bit amateurish <laughs> about it. I, I just thought, well, listen, I'm going to get a good sear if this is a nuclear weapon. So I'm, <laughs> it's a six one half dozen or the other. But it was pretty freaky out here. I wonder how far away they could see that. They're not able to see that in New York. I never understand the sky and shit like that. Do you? No, I, I mean, I understand that I guess you can see the moon, but something like a launch, yeah, I would assume that, you know, maybe they could see it in, I don't know, Vegas, but I can't imagine like Okay, too so far. that's about as that's far. That's just a guess. I was, yeah. I was thinking, do they see this in New York? And uh, then I thought, I don't, I don't think you understand sky stuff. <laughs> Evidently, the Earth's curved. <laughs> Although Kyrie Irving, for a while, wasn't he selling that the Earth was flat? <laughs> he was. Yeah, and he recently apologized to teachers, which made me laugh. He's sorry about that Earth is flat thing. <laughs> there it was, was the craziest a... notion that was like Wesley on uh, Murdered sixteen hundred telling me, "I don't, I don't know if you have to pay federal taxes." Like, <laughs> no, not you, Wesley. No, passenger fifty seven <laughs> doesn't have to. You're fine. You're you're good. You know, I saw on a plane the other day. I was coming back. Christ, they had a murderous day. Oh, you mentioned this at a voice a bell. So, like, I'm uh, not going to call The sweetest back. people. I don't want it to be a ball busting. Sure. They were the sweetest people, happy to oblige. It just turned into the longest road gig of my life. On one day, I finally get on the plane the next morning to come home. And uh, McConaughey's on the plane. Oh, nice. Christ, he makes me. And by the way, he's got a 12 or 13-year-old son who's going to be the next handsomest movie actor. You know, super cool kid. And uh, he, Matthew's just like good people. He's got like a Texas Longhorn hat on backwards and uh, uh, backpack. And we're laughing. And he says to me, the shit people remember, he said, I'll never forget uh, we're golfing in Vegas. It was Sly, uh, you know, uh, not Sly and the Family Stone, Sly uh, Stallone and uh, Michael Douglas and you and I. And I remember you had just gotten hair plugs. This is so funny. I said, yeah, I, I swear by him. And he said, I remember I looked at you. I was quizzical and you said, it's not narcissism, Matthew. It's commerce. Man. It's commerce. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the plane telling me that story, uh, and the owl people are looking at us. They all know it's Matthew McConaughey. I remember you got plugs. <laughs> that's that's his endearing memory of the time well, he spent with you. Was the and plugs. then when we were leaving, I gave him a hug in the airport and said, "Take care, brother." He said, "It's not narcissism; it's commerce." <laughs> so uh, it's nice to know you can make a dent on somebody. Um, but uh, today. Since we have no guest, yeah, we should just, uh, I don't know, what's up in the news? The Cavs is in. He is indeed, yeah. Now, listen, uh, can I ask, is, is this, I don't know if things have, I don't think they've cooled down, but as far as he goes, it's over, it's in. Can I just ask a question? Is uh, If you say five people were there and you're one of them and the other four say they weren't there, that's a deal breaker, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, Christian. No, 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 no. Talk about this is crazy. America is now. I just remember thinking, well, I don't want to say anything during a temper's rise. Too how about all you have to do is have one of those people. Get, yeah, that's what went down, and he's gone. But when yeah. the other four say, I don't remember that, or that didn't happen, where else are they going to go with it? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, even if for some reason you feel like, you know what, I, I think that she's absolutely right, but everybody else says it's, you know, I mean, you have to be able to prove something and it's not a hearing. And, you know, it was like, you know, nobody was under oath. P- people are still just saying what they remember, what they didn't. And, you know, then the senators make their decision based on what they heard, not from not based on anything else, you know, I mean. Not- but there's another thing that these stories get so mixed up, you end up hearing the opposite. I thought when they sent their letters in that they are under oath. You know, I could, be, I, I could be wrong. I didn't think that they, they were. Uh, but, you know, it might be the letters. Uh, see what I mean? See, this the, is he, how the confusing hearing, it gets. The hearing's definitely not under oath. Not under oath. But yeah, the but maybe letters, you might be right about the letters. Yeah. testimony. Yeah. They were under oath, and I think they just reiterated it. Listen, I'm just thankful that the woman obviously has some trauma in her life. I don't know what that is. And believe me, you can anger people on both sides when they say, what do you think happened? You go, I don't know. Yeah. And and like you think, well, that's that's not the safe answer. That that's the actual answer. I don't know, but I'm a, I'm glad that she. Uh, it, it turns out that the 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 two uh, front doors, which sounded weird. I don't know. Is, is it okay to say that sounded weird? Yeah. When she was saying it, it turns out she had a rental unit, right? Yeah. And she was had a separate entrance for the renter. That struck me as weird, but I was thankful that whatever trauma she had gone through. That she was able to mount some sort of life. I mean, some women, they're just, it's over. I mean, you look, you, you shake your head and go, my God, a monster visited upon their life and they're never able to get off square one again as far as either trusting men or looking for the right thing in men or, um, feeling they're worthy enough. You know, it, it really can get monstrous. So I was just happy that she's, uh, I think she's a college professor, right? With a that PhD. is correct, yes. So good for her. Whatever therapy she had earlier in life or whatever helped her to uh, get there. And, um, you know, I've seen women just, well, you know, I don't, you don't have to talk about the travails. Women have gone through it, pig-headed men. But I was uh, proud and happy of her that she was able to tell her story and not br- break down into tears, you know. It was like, I don't need to see that. Uh, when when something happens like that to a woman, I think they leaked her name and brought her in, and I thought it was painful enough to watch her have to sit there and tell her story. I kept thinking, why didn't the Dems do this behind the scenes? This is, uh, uh, this is not good for this woman. This will revisit this pain on her. But uh, she did not. You know, she served whatever her champion was in the right way, by not crying and just hanging in there and telling, as they say, her truth. But it's over now, and I, I, I don't quite know if she'll press – what is the next level of this? I've heard they want to impeach him now, and uh, I guess she can play an active participant in that if she wants to. But uh, he's in as of this moment, and uh, Susan Collins, who I didn't know much about beforehand, I thought made a reasonably uh, non-charismatic effective speech. You know what I mean? She's not. You can tell. I don't think that's her dream date to give speeches. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. At, at that point, once four people, the other four people say we weren't there. I, I don't. I don't. You know, it kind of gets down to math at that point. What are you going to do? You yeah. Can't say, none I mean, of them can, remember it. You still have to go. You can. You can find her testimony compelling and heartbreaking, and you know whatever. But it's. I, I don't. I, I don't know how you can make the decision 
based on just that. I mean, it must have been hard for yeah, there's a a lot of the you know what the majority of them were like, yeah, we're going to vote one way or the other, and it didn't change at any point. But you feel like there's I don't know five to ten people who at least had to think about it, and uh, I can imagine it being a tough decision. But then also I don't know with politics, I just always figure that uh, anybody who was on the fence got promised something, you know, and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm off the fence now, no problem. Well, listen, obviously, post this, I used to think, uh, I think Biden's just too old. Maybe they'll go that way. Yeah. But I don't know that that'll serve them. I think he'll be in his 80s then, maybe, or maybe I'm wrong. I think you're right. Uh, But close. Sanders also. Hillary, they might go with Hillary. I I don't rule that out yet, just because she'll be insistent, I believe. I think you and I are the only ones who don't rule that out. Because, yeah, uh, I don't get that, man. I, do they think she's just changed and she doesn't want to do it now? Yeah, I, I, I think that every day she's thinking about it. Uh, but uh, it, it say they have to go of this era. I was thinking for a while it would be Avenatti in the one slot and then either Booker or Kamala Harris in the two. Yeah. But after this downturn of events here, I got to say, I think Avenatti's two now to one of those two, or maybe they work in tandem. But I think the Democrats are, like I said, I would have thought the person who best represented their wants, needs, desires, and uh, indeed their agenda would have been Avenatti. But I think he's kind of screwed himself here because he pushed a lot in on the uh, Swetnick woman. Yeah. And I don't even think she played that pivotal part after first blush of scrutiny. So I don't know that Avenatti will be the front runner anymore for the Democratic nomination for the presidency of the United States, but he could be in the two slot. But it very well could be uh, Corey and Kamala. I think that that's who who I felt like. And you know, I don't know how you decide. But it's going to be an ego there, fight. But, yeah. I think both of them would want the one slot. Yeah. And he'd have to defer, I think, because uh, of she's obviously a woman, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. And I don't know if he has the ego to go into the second slot. But I, I would say that's your that's your Democratic team, and I guess they're excited about it. But I think that, I think that team's beatable. I don't think that's a roll-the-field team. Uh, and we'll see. As for Biden, he will be 76 next month. So on Election Day 2020, he will be almost 78. Yeah. All right. Well, then maybe he's still in there with a shot, and maybe he speaks to the kids in a way I don't see. But... I'm always amazed that the young people must be old souls on the Democratic side because you think they'd – if somebody said it's not business as usual and they go, okay, we love that. Who's going to take our message into the field of battle? And you'd say Biden, Bernie, or Hillary. You think they'd say, no, 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 come on. We want somebody closer to us. So that's why I think it'll be uh, – I, th- I still think Avenatti's in there with probably the best shot because I think he represents uh, the more of the core beliefs over there and he's a fighter. So uh, – President Avenatti, you cannot rule it out, and I don't think you can certainly rule out him being what the Democrats' best field represents. All right, what else is up in the world, Christian? That's my Kavanaugh take, and uh, I would hope Dr. Blasey Ford's able to return to her classes and get off the uh, grid. If she goes back in to testify more, it might be trouble because yeah. uh, it's so hot right now, but maybe she should just go to a home to her husband and hopefully immerse back into her uh, life of academy. And uh, it seems like, and I just say this, it seems like she likes to travel the world. So that was a a silly, whoever played that card, that was silly to say somebody uh, has two doors because they're afraid they can't get out and they can't go on planes. 
and then it turns out you're Amelia Earhart. You know, it's <laughs> like it's stupid. I, I don't know why they play those cards. Anyway, I'm sure the Dems at this point have uh, licked their wounds a little from that, and they're on to the next thing, which will be the midterms, and I'm sure they're feeling great about the midterms, and uh, they've got to develop a couple spokespeople in the in the interim, the Alyssa Milano. Yes. And uh, I don't know. She should I, – I, I would think she's going to run for Congress out of California, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think she's one of those people that thinks she can do more if she doesn't, I don't know, get a real job or something. I don't know. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Alyssa Milano end up in uh, Congress representing the Democrats. You have to just start taking Democrats at face value, what they believe in. And then then you have to get to the next thing where you look for telegenic people or, you know, all the classic trappings like you saw in the great uh, the candidate, the great movie with Bob Redford. Or, you know, he finally wins and says, what do you do now? I, I, I do think that the, the Democratic, uh, I, this does not make sense to me. I'm not talking about this uh, in some faux normal way. I'm talking about this. This is not my thing. But I think on that side, they, it would be fair to say they favor open borders and that they favor free college for all. And uh, free health care for all. And um, what would be another one I'm missing, Christian? Uh, no tetherings on abortion. Correct. And uh, I don't. I'm I mean, those to, are those are those are that, that's your the, core. The, right? That's the greatest hits album right there. You know? All right. So we'll have to see if uh, listen, I'm, I'm one of those. And you won't see me. Uh, being out in the street with a vagina hat on or a dick hat. I don't know what I'd wear. But you, you know what I mean? You won't see me out there doing that. Uh, I abide by the rule of these votes. And I don't be. And when they then drop the card on me where they say, you mean the uh, raw vote? I mean, nah, that, that's not how the president's elected. Uh, it's under the. Uh, that would be another thing abolish the electoral system, I guess, uh, electoral college system they'd want to push through. And oh, and the last one, they want to impeach Donald Trump. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Well, guess what? I think Trump's doing a pretty good job. I think that Trump. Uh, there are days I shake my head at his boorishness behavior. Uh, he can be a crass cat. He's a street fighter. I wouldn't vote for him to be my husband if I was a woman. And uh, as a matter of fact, ironically, I didn't think he was great on TV. It turns out he's a better president than he was host of The Apprentice, which is an <laughs> unlikely thing. But I can't wake up every day and look at these numbers and look at no more missiles being launched over Japan and think, uh, what do they want me to think, Adolf Hitler rapist? I just can't. I, I, um, so so be it. They're, that's what they're going to say, and if more than half the country wants it. But I do think, if I had to guess, I'd say, what is it, Christian, like 35-seat difference? Yeah, I think that's with what I the, the traditions seem to dictate that uh, you can – only three times have people held or gained in this first midterm election in the president's party. So to be honest, if you split that in half, he could probably lose uh, 15 or a dozen and still be up. And I think that's all he needs is to be up by one in the House. I do think the Senate's a different story, though. I, I think this 5149 thing is immediately uh, burnt into people's memories and I don't think they want it to be that close anymore because of guys like uh, 
or gals like Murkowski, you know, or Flake does that sometimes, or I think even Collins was strong on this one, but she, I think it'll get up closer to 54, 46, 55, 45. And, uh, then I think, uh, I just think, and I'm not being grisly here, but who are the oldest three, uh, justices, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Stephen Breyer, and maybe it's Clarence Thomas now. Yeah. If all three, or I don't know how old he is. I mean, is, but Thomas has up. been around for almost 30 years. Yeah, so, so he's yeah. got to be up there. Yeah. So if any of those three move on, and it's not 51-49 anymore, I think yeah. Trump's going to start. I think he, well, people say he's not going to, he's going to be impeached. I don't believe that. I really don't. I think that's wishful thinking on the Dems' parts. And if you had to say to me right now, Trump, Pence, uh, in 2020 versus Avenatti, uh, Booker or Booker Harris or Avenatti Harris, I'd say at least that Trump has a, a better than half chance to win that election. And I know people are going to say, that's hateful, that's crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. All right, so then I'm crazy. But I don't think an Avenatti Booker, Avenatti Harris ticket is going to play for a lot of people. Well, I, I think that the people that would be telling you it's crazy, the majority of them, I think, still doesn't believe that it actually happened the first time. I mean, Trump winning. You know, there's uh, all the reasons that they think that, you know, things were rigged or Russia was yeah. involved. So it's like they were like, no, it, it's never happened, even despite the fact that it did happen. Uh, the other thing I wanted to throw in, uh, Clarence Thomas is actually only 70, which I know is oh, a lot, really? but he's not as old as I thought he was. Well, and Samuel Alito, 68. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, 85, Stephen Breyer, 80. But uh, well, then those yeah, are the next those, two the, those would be definitely looking be the next at. two for sure. And I guarantee you that, uh, listen, it's like, uh, what is the reactor in Japan, Christian, that you heard about Fukushima? Yes. I think there was something that had to be done or something that had to be examined in Fukushima where they sent some latter day, uh, for lack of a better word, kamikaze people in. Mm-hmm who knew that they were going to shorten their lifestyle to some degree. It wasn't going to be a meltdown on the floor like that dramatic, but the people were putting their uh, length of their life in harm's way by going in to make some adjustments at Fukushima. Now, maybe that's a Harlan Ellison novella I'm reimagining or something, or maybe that's an apocryphal story. But I do think there are true believers on all sides of this. And I believe that the the Catholic gal, Amy... Uh, Colleen, I, I don't even remember her name, is uh, if, if Ruth Bader Ginsburg indeed, as per the actuary tables, is the next move on, hey, I hope she lives to 105. I'm not sure she wants to be a Supreme Court justice the whole time. Maybe she does. Uh, and I had never heard that impeachment thing again, but I think if any Supreme Court justice starts to show that they're mentally impinged, I think, be it on the right or the left, you got to look into what do we do here? It's like Al Haig taking over after Reagan shot. I <laughs> I'm in charge. Um, so let's just say at 85, five years older than the next person, she's the first to, we'll just say, move on. I, I hate those grizzly fucks on the Internet with the dirt nap stuff. You, you've, you know, the world's crazy now. You see that stuff. Yeah, I mean, at some point she's going to retire. If she, yeah, like you said, move if she lives to 105, there'll be yeah. a point. Yeah. And, uh, I think he's going to appoint that Catholic lady next in the same way that she's a true believer. Uh, they might have gotten her if they'd shut Don Kavanaugh now, but I, I think she is a true believer in pro-life even more than him. Or that's what I, I, I don't know her, but I read, and it seems like she's the most 
ardent, let's not, let's say that, not zealous. I'm trying to look for language that's not as incendiary as everybody's using. Let's say she's more ardent about that. I do think, even as her husband says to her, do you really want to get into the middle of that after seeing what you just yeah. saw in Kavanaugh? I do think you need somebody who feels they're being called to a sacred fight, and she would, I believe. So I think that's who he'd nominate to replace Ginsburg. And then I'd be intrigued to see. I, I, don't, I don't know what would happen. I think once essentially uh, sane people realize that are reminded of the lesson that we all know as children, that you don't always get exactly what you want. Two things will happen. I, I can't imagine at this point. I don't have the imagination that they'll get crazier. You know, uh, and I, what would they say about a woman, too, that she uh, was a serial rapist? You know, you, I don't know how they'd play that, but I swear to God, I think she'd get through after this Senate vote in December. So um, I think nobody over there is playing the long game. You know what I mean? They they probably uh, they they probably shouldn't have filibustered Gorsuch in the first place. They should have ate that one because he was replacing uh, was it wasn't it Scalia? Yes. They should probably ate this one because Kavanaugh and uh, they should have died on the hill of the big divergence in ideologies, which would be Ginsburg and uh, Amy. Uh, look her name up so I can quit doing this, Christian. Amy Colley Burton or something. I don't know. She has three names. Um, Amy Rice Burroughs. No, that's good. Uh, it might be Tarzan. No, it's Tarzan yeah. Well, let's call her. I just need three names, so we'll call her Amy Rice Burroughs. I think she's going to go in there. And uh, um, so they're not playing it as smart over there, which kind of speaks to me of how unhinged it's gotten. They're not being savvy operators. Um, really, to filibuster Gorsuch was just such a stupid thing to do. I think it sends them further down this road to the day of the locust behavior. And then uh, Kavanaugh, that's a coin flip. Do you want to die on that hill or not? But Kavanaugh is closer to Kennedy than uh, Amy Rice Burroughs is to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And that's going to be the next one. And I think they've cost themselves a few Senate votes, and they're going to get that one through, and that's the one that truly is going to be apoplexy for them. But I, I do think that even if the House goes... I can see Trump dealing with that. Honest to God, I can see him going, I want an infrastructure deal. Fuck those guys. They didn't really support me on health care. They kind of put me in this bind. And I'm not even sure that he loses the house. But if he does, I say, hey, I see him saying, I'm open for business, boys. Let's get some bridges built. And then they can go impeach them all they want. That kicks over the house. And I think... Uh, 5446 or 55-45, he's not getting impeached. So they're kind of misplaying this, which tells you that they're not as smart as they always let on. They should have played this a little more cannily. It's not exactly Bobby Fischer over there. It's more like, uh, you know, somebody on a bottle of Romalar playing checkers. All right, what's up uh, in the world, By the way, Christian Amy Matthew? Coney Barrett, I was having trouble finding it call, myself. I, I begged 54 times. Couldn't find now, it. Now, due to you, motherfucker, <laughs> she is uh, Amy Rice Burroughs. So, Avenatti, who do you think, folks, in the mailbag next week? Obviously, and I don't know if he screwed his brand, they'd love to push Avenatti through in the first slot. Booker or Harris in the second. If Avenatti can't go, do you go with Booker and Harris? Or do you go uh, with the younger set, Biden? <laughs> that young Bye. upstart. 
Kid full of vim and vigor. <laughs> Joey Biden from Delaware. Like I said, nobody shoots the cuffs after they've wet the bed like big Joe Biden. <laughs> Braggadocio and cyclical. The less he knows about something, the more he leans in. He might even roll the shirt up for you if he really doesn't know about something. I love it when they have to get Biden out of town after he stepped in it for the weekend. They send him up to Camp David when Obama was president. He'd just walk around the grounds all weekend going, hey, walking up to staff. Are you, are you David? Where's David? <laughs> is David here? The camp guy? All right, so uh, what else is up? Well, Just uh, feed me. I'm a little on vapors because sure. we had a long, nice thing with Spudley. And uh, and people will get to hear that next week. But this week, we've got us right now. And uh, just sort of staying with that, did you see the video of the uh, protesters that were literally clawing at the door of the Supreme Court? Trying no, to... I love that stuff. Oh, I'll have to I, say I, I, See, people get too upset about that stuff. This is This is power has been used now. And it's my, I, I hit it ad nauseum. Maybe I shouldn't even hit it again. It's my Lord of the Flies thing. One team has the conch now. The other team's going to use the conch when they eventually have it again. And, uh, you know, the scratching at the door of, uh, of the uh, Supreme Court building to me is like, uh, uh, who's the cat who did Slumdog? Danny Boyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Danny Boyle in his prior film using those shopping carts for the zombies to get up to the second floor to eat. Oh, you know, that's yeah. that's sort of desperate. I always loved that shot. So, and I'm a George Romero fan. So, listen, the rest of it is all it's all for show. Either way, um, I think McConnell has already said that he can't necessarily rule out that in an election year he wouldn't push the next. Everybody's flourishing their cape a little here now. But I kind of like the image of people scratching at the Supreme yeah. Court. Though that's, uh, it, it's not like oh my God, it's gotten this whatever. Yeah, it, they got they got a through cool a police image. barricade and then up right up to the door, which of course doesn't doesn't open that way. It's not like they were going to get in, but uh, they were. That's why they were scratching. Well, listen, on. they're they're betting. It's just how you see a football game or a movie. They're betting that the general population in the United States is going to watch that and want to put them in power. I'm betting they won't. I think it's pretty close. It's right down the middle. But I think there's something scary about some of that behavior that people saw this week that they're not sure they want to go that far, even if they're predisposed to hate Trump. So, uh, you know, it's that great scene in uh, Brad Pitt's movie, which I loved about, was it called Virus X or whatever? Or he did a film where um, people became zombies and started... World uh, War Z? World War Z. Yeah. I dug the film. I saw it on a plane. I know some people didn't dig it. I dug it. But I dug the part where, like ants, they uh, went up the wall in uh, Israel and Palestine. Uh, they they all climbed up the wall, and then somebody would climb on the back of them and climb on the back of them. And that was such a creepy scene to me. It scared me. And I think when people see this sort of stuff, uh, they might not cop to it because you don't want to get shit hammered and be not woke and have your life ruined. But I think people are scared by it a little. So they think they're bringing on a victory in uh, November in 31 days hence. And, uh, well, I'll just I'll do my own caveat because uh, I'm in the ass covering business, too. I'll say I'm not as sure of that plan as they are. <laughs> That's very nicely put. 
I guess uh, the there's so a White House reporter for CNN. Her name is Caitlin Collins, and uh, she had to apologize because, as happens with so many people, there were old tweets that uh, referred to homosexuals by that derogatory term that we reference sometimes. It starts with an F. And so uh, she's had to apologize for it, um, mm-hmm. but she still has her job. And that's that's the interesting thing, I guess, for me, that, uh, you know, that she's, she, well, at least for now, she still works for oh, CNN. I'm glad she does. I, they, yeah, she'd be gone if she was on the wrong side. Well, yeah. That, yeah. That's the vig I'm giving myself to not be exactly like them, that if somebody... <laughs> puts the uh, the derogatory term about homosexuals as it starts with an F and just the fact that we're to this point in history you have to go that far. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think they've gone that far with Lindsey Graham, right? Oh, yeah, you I, talked about don't, that Don't week. I hear them calling him queen and his boyfriend died? Yeah. And so, listen, I'm not playing that way over here, but I also am not asking for people's heads on a platter if they've got a tweet where they used that word years ago because I, I don't want to be as fucked up as I view that side of it politically correct-wise. Now, you got to carve out a little niche for yourself where you're walking around with a little swagger and, swagger and not thinking, I've turned into a complete asshole or I'm going back and archaeologically digging people's tweets up to ruin their life. It's just, go ahead, have at it. Once again, not sure on November 6th or whatever it is that that's going to be as endearing a little game as you think it is. Apparently, according to experts, the planet has only until 2030 to stem catastrophic climate change. So we've got 12 years, according to the latest numbers. No, I don't even give a shit. <laughs> something should shut us up. <laughs> I know, you know what? My my theory is always if New York is underwater in 2057, you uh, hire uh, a branding firm to call it the New Venice, and we all go there. And it's cool. You arrive at JFK, and you get in a boat and go into Manhattan, and like 100-story buildings or 50-story buildings, and you know they're underwater, and they lit, light them from down there. It's like going to see the Titanic or something. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't believe it. Uh, like uh, I'm, I'm, I know people think that I'm simplistic. Um, I, I know I sat with the brightest guy I ever met, Michael Crichton, one night. And we talked about it and why he doesn't feel that man plays any, if not a significant part, in heating of the planet. And uh, to be honest, uh, I just went to Vegas once to perform a special, and people always say this doesn't matter. I remember Bobby Kennedy Jr. walking away from me one night, going, "You're just silly." at a party when I just queried him. I said, I had to get a slot in Las Vegas. I've never had to do that before since McCarran is built for a huge influx of people for fights and that. Uh, my pilot called me. He said, we have to order a slot. And I said, what do you mean a slot? And these, I said, that's for like Sun Valley or something where there's only a limited amount of runways and that. He said, well, there's a global warming telethon in Vegas and every private plane west of the Mississippi is in Las Vegas. That made a big dent on me. I'm I'm sorry. I remember bringing that up to Bobby. He's oh, fuck, you're so simple with that. And he walks out. For a group of people at a party just turned his heel on me, walked away like I was an asshole. I guess I'm an asshole. That matters to me. I always think they must not believe it if they all do that. And uh, I know I don't believe it because I don't think man, you know, like I said, we can't thin traffic after Dodger games. Really? We're going to fucking burn the planet up. To me, I'm blaming that on the sun. Fucking sun. Sun's hot. Always been hot. 
It's hot when I was a kid, and I was even further away from it then. You sure you want to go out there with that opinion on the record that the sun is hot in this day and age? Uh, I don't even know, but I all I know is global warming. I saw that Chris Hayes guy. That made me laugh so hard. You've seen that clip? Uh, I, if it's not like from the last couple of days, then yeah, where he uh, no, it was a commercial they did when they first. Oh yeah, yeah, Chris yeah, yeah. Sure. He's got the Ipsipow, you know, <laughs> Harry, Michael King glasses on. And when they first roll out, it's about him coming down the FDR and his bike get ridiculous because <laughs> yes. the planet's like one inch away from being fucked. So I ride the bike and I keep it on the good side. You know, it's always a, yeah. it, the achievement of knighthood is so funny to me by simply using the alliterative phrase. I've gone green. All of a sudden you're Sir Gawain. So he's, he rides down and then they ask him sometime in the last year, well, why no global warming stories? And he's like, well, we can't get ratings for that. <laughs> like he's off it because of ratings. Yeah. If it comes back around, maybe you'll get the bike out of it. I just don't storage. think about global warming that much. And like I said, I have a Newsweek magazine thing framed here in my office of the same thing in 76 about global cooling. Where, As a matter of fact, where they go, we have to heat the, the caps, so we should start dumping coal dust on them. That's in the article. <laughs> now people are going to say, well, Dennis, that was uh, 40 years ago. You know, what a, you know what a REM cycle of a tick's eye that is on on the eons that this planet's going to go through before it goes discernibly one way up or one way down. And uh, I don't know. I just can't, I can't do it, folks. I, I'm, if somebody out there is having trouble getting through their days because of it, I hope you get some help. And I don't mean that you're wrong, but get some psychiatric help trying to enjoy your life. I don't have that problem. There are other things that uh, freak me out. You know, to be honest, I'll be honest with you, I can sense some of their anxiety because one thing that does freak me out more than global warming is getting hit with a comet. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get that together. I look at traffic like a Columbus Circle, and I think, fuck, this is such a goat fuck. What about the universe? How does all this shit just miss us? And then it reminds me, I think, well, we must be so small and insignificant that it misses us because it's smaller and more insignificant but just the math dictates because they always talk about hey you know if something the size of a paps blue ribbon bottle hits us at the speed it's going it'll destroy south america and i always think christ that's all it takes one thing like that coming in and we've got a crater lake so that worries me more than global warming and i don't see anybody running to my defense and helping me psychically through that i'm in an encounter group so look at that motherfucking thing <laughs> Uh, well, to the point that maybe it's worth never expressing an opinion of any kind. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, <laughs> astronaut Scott Kelly had to apologize <laughs> for praising Winston Churchill. And he's like, all right, let me read up more on it. And then the other half of Twitter is like, well, f you for not just standing by Churchill. Oh, he's being silly. Well, yeah. He's being silly. He, he's a silly man. That's all I can say. I'm not that silly. He quoted Churchill. Yeah. One of the greatest leaders this world has ever known. Uh, a human being leader, not some PC automaton like, you know, a RoboCop today with uh, being a Prius. I don't know what to say, but uh, there are human beings out there. Churchill's after George Washington, uh, I'd say my hero. And I would say that out loud. And if some kid said, uh, I saw Gandhi, the Brits were pricks, I wouldn't roll off the Churchill thing. This guy did. I don't know what he's what what branding issues he's got. You know, he's got to sell soap out there and so. Yeah. But the cave that early, I, I remember looking at that and saying, "This motherfucker is a university president and waiting." <laughs> I don't know why he hasn't taken over at college. 
moving over to the mailbag, uh, Derek in Dubai wrote in to say that uh, he's catching up on some of the recent episodes of the hashtag Dennis Miller option. And he says, keep Dennis cranky. Those are the best shows. Yeah, Christian, I was saying uh, it's nice to have guests. Yeah. Uh, Spudley was great. Tom Berenger was a lovely cat. But I almost think people – I'm starting to get the feeling that podcasting is about people being – wanting to, you to uncap something. So the, the, if you want to go to a three crankies for one guest thing, I'm amenable. But I know you like booking. You always strangely get pissed at me when I want to do that. Oh, that was different with the radio show. I, I've, it was oh, hard. I understand. Because the That's radio right. show, we had to market it. Yeah, you right. It was really hard. I think, you know, sometimes I, with the I, with the podcast, I think, yeah, these long conversations are great. And then, you know, talking to Spade for an hour, that's great, too. Mm-hmm. I, I like both for podcasting. It's a completely different point of view than I had with radio. I just looked at the numbers for the two that, remember I said, just put up me alone cranky? Yes. And I think we gained around 10,000 downloads over the previous week where we had guests. So I'm just looking to win here. I'll be honest. At the end of the day, I don't feign opinions. I don't want you to think I'd do that to win. But I'm looking to win. I'm not in these things for Pyrrhic victories where uh, whatever gets us the highest number of downloads, whatever we have to do. And, folks, I've got to get this thing going because I'll ride it so far. I'm nowhere near it. And, you know, I'll do it a, a couple years, I think. But if you want this, like Rogan, uh, if you want it in the long run, and I'm not saying you do. I'm not big-headed about it. If they don't, I move on. But you've got to tell people about it. Uh, I'll just bank on you for some word of mouth. Uh, you can say whatever you want about me. You can say he's an idiot, and he'll redefine his idiocy to you. Or you can say, ah, he kind of takes it loose. Sometimes he's got good ideas, bad. Or you can say, I think the guy's cathartic. Whatever you want to pitch, pitch it. I don't want anybody to feign that they overlike. You can, you can hate listen to it if you want. But i got to get these numbers up so this is a viable commercial entity. And uh, I don't know. I, I just want to diffuse all this fakery and stuff. Well, that's too strong a word. It makes it seem like people – I want you to hear what I'm thinking. And uh, – Sometimes I don't give a fuck about things, and sometimes I surprisingly care more than I, I I thought I would. There are other times I'm touched by people. There are other times I shake my head at humanity. And um, I would just like to cut to the chase in the next couple of years and find out if this is a, a viable form for anybody. And if it is, and we grow it, fine. And if not, I'm about to shut up anyway. Christ, I'm 64. I'm going to be yapping when I'm 70 about uh, And, you know, I shot this. <laughs> How long have you been talking? I mean, you know, if, I guess if long you. Long time, yeah, Christian. Like, like SNL was 30 plus years yeah, ago. So that's, that's a long stretch. <laughs> and listen, I can't say that I find my shit uninteresting. There are times I think, oh, that's kind of funny. But there are other times I think, how many times have I said that fucking <laughs> International House of Pancakes joke? Well, mean, the, the, sir- the syrup the, steward. Elian Gonzalez cops <laughs> kicked the door in and sent me back to Cuba over that shit joke. Anyway, where's Trump at now? Joint base Andrews. I'm just watching. Oh, I don't have a TV. TV in here. So. I think he's kicking ass and taking names. man. I, I think they're... I recently had some business in Hollywood and I posited a couple times. They just believe he's gone. Yeah, I I find uh, they have no doubt, and I'm I you know I'm not gonna like I said I don't need feel the need to fight that fight with everybody, but I yeah. remember thinking in my head, I'm not as sure. That 
<laughs> you don't want to rain on their parade. I mean, they seem so vested in it, but I, I don't the, think the he's... idea that he would even run again in 2020 is the thing. It's like, well, no, he's not going to be. He's not going to be able to run again. He'll he'll be gone before that. And I I, I don't know. I mean, it's like uh, that's what people really feel, though. I mean, it's you can have the conversation, or you can just like, can we talk about something more fun? You know, yeah, who, who do you they like? They hate playoffs, him so you know? much and think he's so stupid. And they think that these results are Obama's. That's the one that yeah. to not be able to cut Trump in, uh, even if you're a zealot on half the pie on the finances right now. I, I cut him in, obviously, on infinitely more than that. But they can't. They say this is all Obama. And he was such a good man that he didn't even time it for his tenure. And that what Trump's done is probably only eating into it. And it'll start to turn, you know, and you just... What are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna have that chat anymore in your life? I just look and go, yeah, yeah. I see, you know, see what you mean. Hey, I'm gonna have the macaroni and cheese. You know, it's like that. <laughs> well, I figure we could uh, wind down, and I will ask if you are watching the baseball playoffs. Um, you know, I, it, by the way, did what the the Astros do today already? Well, There's it's three not, games today, aren't there? Y- yeah, uh, and or whatever I, you're gonna. Talk. No, 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 no. Have I'm the gonna, Astros played well, last not, week not, or it, next week? It's and not it, over it, yet. Is the problem? Okay. But they're up six to two with the bases loaded in the top of the eighth against the Indians, and you know. <laughs> so I I feel like it, let's just say things don't look good for Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I I I see them. I see them matching the, up with the Red Sox. Man, the Dodgers. Dodgers Strohs, brother, we're going to something. I'm going to use my last contact to get us uh, on the tarpaulin squad or maybe dragging those nets behind us like quick quake and cleaning the field. I don't know if I can get us freebies anymore, but we got to get in there. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing Larry King tomorrow. I'll ask him if he knows anybody. Uh Is Tommy Lasorda still alive? Well, I was going to say, I think I've got got Tommy's Tommy's cell number, so uh, we could always reach out to him. God bless. Maybe that would be, I don't know what sort of shape Tommy in at this point but every once in a while you'll still see you know he does he he used to go to every game now he goes once in a while and when he's there you know he used to always stand up and they'd show him on the jumbo trump now he just waves but everybody's always happy to see him uh, so he, he gets tommy. out there a lot yeah love tommy him lighting up needing furo skip i can get this guy <laughs> you can fucking... dave kingman's just hit three <laughs> shots that are over two miles long <laughs> You can fucking get you mother <laughs> just laying into it. It's so funny. And um, as funny as the Earl Weaver thing. Oh. So, yeah, I'm watching a little ball, yeah. and I'd have to say if we get Dodgers and uh, – listen, just let me go on record. Jake Jake DeGrom deserves the Cy Young at 10-9 and because that's one of the greatest seasons a pitcher has had. To not be psychologically broken by the lack of support and put that many quality <laughs> yeah. starts together, come in at what, 171? Yeah, uh, 171. ERA? Yeah, to, to have to, to you're like to your point, to not be in tears because every day you have to put on a Met uniform, you know, to still be able to get out there and perform. Despite That's one that. of the greatest pitching performances ever, which leads me to believe that the Will Ponds are going to trade him <laughs> or not sign him or something so they can keep Steve Matz again. <laughs> Steve Matz is like <laughs> he's, he's, he's from Long Island. He's a local guy. Come on, I know. I, 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 but he's rickety, man. Yeah, it's like Jack Haley Senior. He comes uh, with the oil can. They're throwing apples at him um, in the tree forest. All right. So um, 
where are we at time-wise, Christian? Well, uh, uh, yeah, that that was uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up was the uh, the baseball playoffs. I mean, we I got, got any ads? We do anything? have some ads that uh, KC emailed to you, but uh, other than that. Uh, we're going to just look towards, what, a, a replay of Dodgers-Astros in the World Series? Um, well, listen, I went last year. Do you remember that one game I went to? It must have been 100 degrees. I don't remember which one you went to. but It was I, the great one, the crazy oh, that's one. Where, either at, game at, two or game six. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was I game two. That yeah. game was 100 degrees, <sighs> and it was still so much fun. And I'm sorry, but Altuve and Korea are my guys. They're just uh, they're, I, they're I, I know I live in L.A. I love the Dodgers, but ever since Tuve hit those three rockets in the first game <laughs> last year, I, yeah. have you ever seen anything that crazy? No. Five six. Do you remember how rocked those three balls were? I, I do. I hadn't thought about them in a while, but you're absolutely right. I do they were like McGuire now. shots. You remember yeah. when McGuire hit seventy and it never went like more than. <laughs> Three, you know, it's like yeah. the uh, the mini spaceship in Close Encounters, where it hovered <laughs> close to the ground and then yeah. broke off into three up in the. It's just crazy. So I'm a big Tuve fan, but if we can get the, and it's so funny to me that the Strohs are going to be possibly a two time American League World Series. Wow, that winner. drives me crazy. The I, Strohs, I not, yeah. Well, somebody had to take the bull. You have to remember the Steelers were not an AFL team; mm, they weren't yeah. an AFC team. That's true. I think the Brownies. And then Baltimore Colts and the Steelers go over uh, classic old uh, NFL teams and become part of the AFC. So it does wear away eventually. I think it's relatively new with the Strohs. How many years? Seven? Five? Since they went over? It's, yeah, I think it's about five. And like the first few, I mean, I know you were reading that book that one day I hope to get to. Yeah, book. they like, I think they lost like almost 120 their first year. Yeah, it was part of their plan, though. They never deviated. He didn't think he was going to lose 120, yeah. but... Uh, super smart. We'll see how fame serves them because sometimes fame can. You still got to give it to Teo to to come in and take the Cubbies and the Red Sox, yeah. both teams that the uh, last one when the Titanic was on top of the water, <laughs> and win with them in a five year period, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's, 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 a, that's the greatest achievement. You don't have to do anything else ever. And yes, the Astros moved to the American League in 2013, so you were right, five years. Yeah, it'll take a little while, but it's funny to me that the, all those years of coming up short. Yeah, even with uh, Rodney, what was his name? James, uh, Larry Durker, and Rodney something big. Uh, and then they had the, the great year where they played the Mets, and the Mets just edged them out at the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean there was that game seven in the NLCS that went like 15 innings like that. That's one of the best playoff performances, obviously because the Mets won and they won the world series. But yeah, that's just one of those crazy ones. It just was like a marathon. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very, because of that series alone, it's why it's so weird for me to think about them being in the American league. Mm -hmm. By the way, this Banksy guy is literally a genius. <laughs> I love that. That is one of the funniest, <laughs> hippest, things folks just google i don't have time here to go into it because i have to talk all day and i don't want it just to turn into an s seminar but uh, <laughs> the artist banks he sells something puts a paper shredder in the frame as soon as they announce the closing bid they gavel it the, he hits the switch shreds the thing and then i guess the next permutation is it's now worth twice as much which is pretty brilliant and i'll bet you any money he bought it uh, oh yeah, it, that would be the last twist on it if he bought it. So to take the piss out of the whole uh, Marcus Stabi, Jeff Koons, uh, well, Damien Hurst, I at least enjoy some of the work. Uh, the, the, have you ever seen the skull with the stones in it? 
I don't think I have. That's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, for Banksy to do that in one fell swoop and show how crazy stupid those. I haven't seen an art gallery thing deflated like that since Cary Grant goes in and north by northwest and wants to get arrested. So he <laughs> starts fucking up the bidding deliberately with James Mason, Marty Landau, and even Marie Saint. Go back and watch that. He was the original Banksy Cary Grant. And I'll leave you with that thought. And I'll read some ads after we get off the air. Christian, where do they get hold of us? Well, if you have a question or comment for the mailbag, and remember, Dennis very specifically asked, who do you think the Dems will run in 2020? Avenatti and who? Yeah, Avenatti and who? Who else are they running? Uh, you can tweet with the hashtag DennisMillerOption. You can tweet directly at Dennis, at DennisDMZ. And if you'd like to say anything to me, I'm at ChristianDMZ. Thanks for listening to the Dennis Miller Option. Until next time, that's the show, and we are out of here.